How does Pastor Rick, you know, my mom used to always say, if you lie, you'll steal. Boy, she hated lying. You had to tell the truth. She used to tell you, hey, listen, if you get in trouble, just tell me the truth. Don't lie to me. And that was the deal we made. Okay, don't lie and it'll always be okay. And I worked hard because I learned that she meant that. There is a study today that I think will help you. I've been dealing with the issue of sustainability. What is sustainable? Are you living a sustainable life? And in that study, I've been saying there's certain things that are not sustainable. Number one, for example, you can't have increase without decline. There are going to be seasons of decline. You got to learn how to manage both the increases and the decline. Then I said, you got to learn how to manage moments when you have abundance and wealth and prosperity, but you also have moments of decline. You can't have prosperity without decline. You got to manage both of them. Seasons when you have resources and seasons when it's declining. Thirdly, I said, you have to learn how to manage your disappointments. Hope deferred makes the heart grow sick. There are some things in life that you cannot, you cannot and must not hold on to uh, and allow yourself to get to this depressed place. You have to learn how to deal with that. So you have to learn how to be a person who's hopeful and then a person who manages moments of disappointments. And you have to learn how to fix those things because hope deferred makes the heart grow sick. But when it comes, it's, it brings fulfillment and joy. Then today, we'll talk about lying. Lying is not sustainable. If you're living a life where you're lying to yourself, then at some point, the Bible says it all comes to light. This study today will help you. Join me, jump into it with me. I'll come back and pray for you at the end. I want to talk to you about telling the truth, not lying to yourself. It's good stuff. See you in just a minute. I'll be right back. Now you stay there. Lock into this. It'll bless you. Glad you're back. Open your Bible to the book of Luke chapter eight. I want to take you on a journey today around the topic of truth. And uh, I want to show you the danger of not being truthful. Uh, the, the basic message today is about managing lies before they manage you, because lies do that. Eventually, they manipulate you and put you in a bad place. I am surprised at how much I can lie if I'm not careful to myself. It, it is... Uh, a skill that we develop, especially in religious environments. And if you read Matthew 23, which I was digesting the other day for another teaching, which is just incredible, the lies the Pharisees believed. <laughs> it was a long list in Matthew 23 of things they believed about themselves, about other people. And, and somehow in, in sometimes in religious environments, our need to know God, say we hear from God, uh, communicate spiritual messages, we read the Bible, all the things that we do, we somehow come out of that with sometimes false assumptions about ourselves. Uh, I'm not saying that those aren't great because I believe in all of that, but I found that in hindsight, there were times I was naive. There were times that I lied to myself. And so the theme for the whole year um, is really around truth. What is the truth? that you're running from. Every year I answer one question. I try to answer that question. And, and one of the things I think we run from is the fact that we lie, we, that we have a tendency in certain seasons and in certain moments to not be truthful. And I'm going to talk about that today. And I'll mention a book that I love too that kind of helps with that whole conversation about lying. But let me begin, if I can, in Luke chapter 8, verse 17. Let me read the text to you. For there is nothing hidden that will not be disclosed and nothing concealed that will not be known, are brought in, out into the open. Therefore, consider carefully how you listen. Whoever has will be given more, and whoever does not have, even what they have will be taken from them. 
Now, there's a lot in this. And it basically, the verse is saying, if you try to hide stuff, it's going to be known. And it, it kind of parallels this last comment he makes about what you have that's uh, uh, going to be taken from you. All that's linked to lying. Uh, he says, basically, if you lie, what you, the good you do have, you'll lose. And so I, I want to start with a, a, a point that I think is so important, why people lie. Because it's obvious in this text that things are concealed. And Jesus says, there's nothing that you hide that won't be made open or public. It's all going to be known. So be truthful. And, and understand it can cause loss in your life eventually. There is a book um, uh, by uh, Della DiPaolo. It's called The Psychology of Lying and uh, Detecting Lies. Now, you know, she's a little partisan in her thinking. I understand that. So we're not going to talk about the politics of this at all, because if you get the book and you see that she has a certain leaning, which is I'm not, you know, in research, your goal is not to cipher out all the politics. It's just simply to say, here's the truth. She's a student, a, a professor who manages in lying. That's her specialty. And in this book, and again, I'm, I'm just making a statement. I, I thought some comments she made were, was profound. And one of the things she says is your good qualities and your bad qualities inspire people to lie to you. The good in you and the bad in you can inspire people to lie to you. I thought that was fascinating. And so she goes on to say your good qualities, your, your, high, regard, your high regard and high expectations for the special people in your life, that can cause people to lie to you. In other words, because you have such a you have high expectations of people when they engage you, they will in order not to let you down, they'll lie to you because they don't want to let you down. As a pastor, I've seen that people just lie to me. <laughs> it's just amazing. Then she says that your moral standards can make people lie to you because they know that you don't believe in this. They won't tell you they just lie to you. They'd rather not tell you. They think they hurt you by telling you. Then thirdly, she says your attractiveness. And that's not just physical. There's some, because there's something magnetic about you, people just lie to you because they, they, they don't want you to, um, to know. So all that can work against you. And then she says, your status or power can cause people to lie to you. Your status. And so those are your um, good qualities that can work against you. When people have those qualities, they see those qualities in you and they, they're inspired, you know, you're your, your, your high regard, your moral standards, your attractiveness, your status and power, all those good things in you can, can when people engage you, they'll lie to you because those are the things that they run from. Then she said your bad qualities can also cause people to lie to you. For example, you're a scary person. And so people will lie to you because they're scared of you. They don't want to tell you the truth. Uh, sometimes, number two, you're, you're in a bad place emotionally and they know it. And because you're in a bad place emotionally, they know not to tell you the truth because you can't handle the truth. So they basically lie to you because you're in a bad place. Thirdly, you really don't want to know the truth and other people can tell that about you. And because you really don't want to know the truth, that's the bad quality. People just say, OK, I'm not going to tell them the truth. I won't tell you that I'm cheating or I won't tell you that I, I'm, my mind's wandering. I won't tell you that I want to leave the job because if I tell you I really want to move to another job, you, you, you'll be hurt. And so and you, you don't take it well. So I'm just going to just leave. I can't warn you. And then lastly, she says, you, you, you show by examples that certain truths should never be spoken. You show by example. In other words, they have other examples where people tell you the truth and then you just flipped out. So they go, oh, I can't tell them the truth. 
So you show them by examples that if I come home and tell my mama, hey, here's what I'm feeling, you know, about, you know, whatever that you're going to blow up. And so they just don't tell you the truth. So sometimes you can create an environment where people lie to you. The last thing that she said, which is interesting, she says um, people generally tell more self-centered lies. Oh, this is fascinating than kind hearted lies. People tell more self-centered lies than kind hearted lies. Who tells especially more self-centered lies than kind hearted lies? And then she gets some options. And I thought this is fascinating. And I want you to just hang with me for a minute because, you know, some people, um, they never thought about this. I think this is a fascinating analysis of why people lie. I thought that this whole book, The Psychology of Lying, was interesting because I realized that people lie to me because they respect me. People lie to me because I make it hard for them to tell me the truth. And I want to look at my own heart and say, am I like that? In religious environments, it's very easy. We're so holy, we're so godly, we're so committed. We, you know, the, the, the people, the kids, the teenagers who are struggling with issues, sexual issues, sexual identity issues, um, emotional issues, they don't want to tell us because we, we talk so, so much about faith and confidence in God that we can't handle the truth. They feel lost, they feel suicidal, they feel like they're struggling, but they can't tell us that because we make it hard for them. I thought that was fascinating. The last part that I thought was fascinating was she made the comment about uh, men and women, specifically do men and women lie, who lies the most? And in talking about who lies the most between men and women, I want to say, <laughs> you know, men are saying ladies, men and women are saying guys, right? So you're picking sides and you're going, okay, I know who tells the lies the most. But I thought it was fascinating the way she described it because she put them in two categories. She says, basically men tell self-centered lies and that women tell kind of kind hearted lies, two categories, right? And so the, the men, she says, when someone is lying about how fast they ran or how well they performed, it's probably a man talking to another man and he's lying, probably. If a lie is going to be told, the, 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 the people who are going to tell the self-centered lies because they want to make themselves look good. That's what she says. Interesting. Then women, she says, they tell what's called the kind-hearted lies. So here's an example. When you hear people saying things they don't mean, such as, I know, I know, I know just how you feel. You did that right thing. You look terrific. This is so delicious. You are probably listening to women <laughs> lying. <laughs> oh, that was fascinating. Um, that doesn't mean that women do not value honesty when they're talking with other women. Maybe, though, they value loyalty and their friendship with one another even more. These are the kinds of lies that are intended to be friendly and supportive in the book called The Psychology of Lying by Bella DePaulo. And I, I just thought it was fascinating. I thought it was an incredible moment to step back and say, hmm, am I lying when I tell that person they can sing and they can't? Or am I lying to the pastor? Am I lying? What am, where am I, where am I telling the truth? And I want to say this has made me take a step back and look at my own heart. I am surprised at how often I've not been comfortable just saying what I feel. But that's why Luke chapter eight is so important. If we can go back there for a minute. There's nothing hidden. That will not be disclosed, he says. Over time, it all comes out. Over time. The truth comes out. And here's what he says. And nothing's concealed that will not be known or brought to the open. It, you can't hide it. 
not forever. You, 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 you have to disclose that because you can't conceal it. Right now in some of your lives, things are easing out. In our, in our culture, in the world, the violence in the world, the wars in the world, the things that we're seeing on the streets in our cities, the oozing out as you look and see. All this is the, is the big, big lie being unveiled. So we thought we were together. We thought that our issue was just um, <laughs> racism. And it's not just racism. It's pride. We thought it was just, you know, men or just women or just, you know, poverty. And it's not just that. Because as we see things happen in our society, what we see is the, the unveiling. I, I think what COVID did during the COVID season, uh, it said, you know, let me show you what people think like. Let me show you how careless people can be. Let me show you how divided we are. Let me show you. The church is hidden behind the walls of glass windows and uh, stained glass windows for years. But but if you look at it, you know, there are moments the Lord says, no, let me show you what they really think like. Let me show you how they can offend each other and not care. Let me show you how unloving they can be. There are moments in a family when you you have a funeral and in the funeral season, when you've lost the most important person in our family and strife breaks out over stuff that you wouldn't believe. That's a revelation. That's called the revealing. Here, let me show you. Let me show you you're not as united as you think. Let me show you you're not as committed as you think. Let somebody go in a different direction than you like. Here, let me show you how stubborn you can be. Let me show you how rebellious you can be. Let me show you. Let me show you. There are moments in, in life when I, I thought I was one way, but when a temptation came, I didn't do too good. Spent way more than I should have. Didn't tell the truth about where I was. Didn't honestly even know where I was. But what happens is over time it's, it's revealed. You know, you can, you can work every day and you're like a really disciplined person. You go to work every day, but you don't save a dime. And here's what happens. At some point when you get to a place of retirement, it shows, okay, here's where you are. Here's what you didn't do. You, you can, in a marriage, you can, you, it all comes out eventually. It, the kids are shocked. I can't believe you guys are getting a divorce. I can't believe. I can't believe. Well, here's why. Because now it's made open. It's brought into the open. The, the hidden arguments, the, 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 the visceral, the, oh, there's a big word, that, 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 that visceral kind of uh, ugh, that's in this family that's been brewing for years, this toxic attitude and violent spirit has been here. We've seen it. Now it's in the open when the funeral happens. They're at the funeral wanting to fight. And you know, it's interesting. The next statement. The next statement is painful because in verse 18 of Luke chapter 8, he says this, therefore consider carefully how you listen. Whoever has will be given more. But whoever does not have, even what they think they have will be taken from them. Now, this is kind of linked to Matthew 25, where there's this comment, Matthew 25, verse 24 through 30, where the parable of the talents. And the story is um, about the Lord giving each guy in the, um, the story uh, a measurement of talents. One guy gives three talents, one guy gives two, one guy gives one. 
The guy with one talent does nothing with it. He buries it in the ground. The other two guys invest what they have and, and prosper, and, and they, they make the master proud because they, they, they caused what they were given to grow, right? They took the money they were given, and they call, invested it, and it grew. The one guy says, no, I'm not going to do anything with it. He buried it in the ground, and then the master came and said, what did you do with what I gave you? He said, nothing. He said, here it is. Here's what you gave me, and you shouldn't expect me to double this. You shouldn't expect me to invest it. Had a bad attitude. So the master, watch this now, because the guy had a bad attitude, you can read it on your own, Matthew 25, starting about verse 20. 24, the master Lord took from the guy with the one talent and gave it to the guy that had five talents, right? And, and said, I'm going I'm to give it to this guy, not to you. And here's, here's, what, here's what that lesson is. <laughs> here's, here's the lesson in that. If you don't honestly face the truth about where you are and the truth about your pride, God takes from you and, and he'll give it to somebody else. I've seen this. You don't value her, so God will give her a better husband or better give him a better wife. Sometimes, because you wouldn't value them, God will give them a better job. The company will get a better employee than you. Uh, something will happen. So he says, I'm going to take from them. When I reveal this, I'm going to take from them. I, I really believe that all this happened in our world lately is God revealing stuff. Stuff that's hidden, stuff that's been sitting there for a long time. And maybe some of you are like this. You've been hiding stuff and you know stuff in your soul. I admire the guy, Larry Miller, CEO of Nike. Uh, and um, I, you got to look this up. This guy was, um, had committed a crime when he was a kid. And it was a horrible crime. Killed a guy. And he never told anybody. And he grew to success. And finally, he tells everybody. This is the guy behind Michael Jordan's shoes. This is the guy who was in, involved in all those big deals at Nike. And he finally just he just he just erupted and he wrote a book called Jump and he told about what happened. And how he kept the secret. Now, I'm not saying he managed it right. I'm not saying that he did the right way, the right way he handled it. I'm not. No, I, I think maybe some argue should have told earlier, should have gone to the family. And so it's all out there. Read it on your own. But here's the point is it became known. And I believe in life, that's what happens. That's why in my heart I'm praying, God, help me be honest. Because it's not sustainable for me to live a lie. I need to tell the truth. Some of you are living double lives. You're living, you're living, living two or three different ways. And, and, and it may seem mysterious and great, but in the end, the Bible says, the, the Lord promises you, I promise you, the Lord Jesus says, what's hidden is going to be revealed. Tell the truth. Tell the truth. Truth will help you. Might hurt me, Pastor. Okay. I think you have to weigh that out. I think you have to weigh it out. And I want to just say, there's truth you will never be able to say to people. There are people that I know that are in, in the intelligence industry and there are people that are in places that they, that they can't say that. There are, there are things that can never be said. Four reasons I can't explain. I'm not trying to give you a way out. I'm trying to help you understand. But I need you to tell the truth to yourself. Let's start with you. Wherever else it needs to go, we'll get there in a minute. But let's start with you telling the truth to yourself. You're not being honest with yourself about your life. You're not being honest about your money, about your health, about your, your attitude, about your religious walk, your spiritual walk, your, your connection to God. A lot of, I don't know what it is. You know, I can't name all the areas, but you know where maybe you're not being as honest as you need to be. But here's what I prefer. Tell the truth. Don't let it leak out. Don't let the hidden things in you leak out into your presentation. And, and everyone's starting to see something's wrong. Don't know what it is. 
but there's a truth that this person hasn't faced. My prayer for me is that I would face the truth. Man, I mean that with all my heart. I really do. And I think that's hard, especially for church people. And that's what I want to talk about. I want to talk about the truth about the church. I want to take that journey with you. And I, I specifically want to talk to church people and religious people because I think that they, they need a special conversation. <laughs> they really do. So I want to talk about the truth about what, are, what is our assignment? What should we be doing? I want to talk about the truth about where we're strong and where we're weak. I want to talk about the truth about our true condition, where we are, what's our condition. And I want to talk about the truth about the way we define things. I'm concerned about our definitions. I'm concerned about the way we define success, define life, define serving God. There's something that we can get into that takes our mind and our heart to a bad place. Now, Jesus said all this to a group of people that weren't listening to him. The Pharisees, the leaders, they weren't listening. And Jesus knew that, that there are times that they would hear things that he said, but they would just not get it. And so he said, but don't worry, it will always come out in, in the end. And so I want to ask you right now, what's the truth you need to face? I think I've said enough. I want to pray for you. And I want to pray that this would be a moment when you would say, OK, God, I get it. I get it. And, and this is not about going and saying, well, let me tell you all the bad things I ever did. And let me go and just spill all my soul to everybody and tell them oh, that may scare everybody. I don't think you may need to do that. You need, you may need to tell God about that. But I want you to at least be truthful with yourself. And I want you to be fair. Because let me tell you this. Sometimes in telling the truth, you're not fair because you, you get history off. For example, let's say you said, well, I should have done this. I should have done that. Well, did you know it? Tell the truth. I didn't know that. No one ever taught me that. I couldn't do it because I didn't know it. Or maybe I was blinded by my own insecurities. Or maybe I was blinded by my own abuse. Or maybe I was, I don't know what it is. But my point is at least be fair in telling the truth. Fair about, fair about what happened and then be fair about your conclusions and allow yourself to heal and move forward. The biggest decision you're going to make today is that you're not going to allow yourself to live in a state of lying because that's not sustainable. The whole series has been about that one word. Is this sustainable? Lying to myself is not. And I want to tell you, man, it's liberating. It's a liberating moment to come to a place where you go, I get it. I get it. I get it. Look at your wife. Look at your husband and ask yourself, is this sustainable? Look in the mirror and look at yourself and say, is this sustainable? And say, no, it's not. I need to face this. Look at your income. Look at your money and your savings and say, is this sustainable? Look at your expectations, the things you say you want to do. They're way up here so high and you never have any plans for managing seasons of decline or disappointment. That's not sustainable. You got to manage all of it. And then you have to come to a place in your heart where you allow God to give you peace. I want to tell you something, my friend. God really cares about you and he wants to give you a life that's sustainable. He really does. And at the end of the day, it all starts with you facing the truth. The truth about the church, family, you facing the truth. And that's what we'll talk more about next time. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for this time with your people. I pray that what we've talked about has been helpful and inspirational. I pray that they would embrace the word and embrace the future. And I give you all the praise and all the glory. And also pray, Father, for those who don't know you as Savior. Some have never given their lives to you. 
They've never said, Lord, be in my life, be the Lord of my life. I ask you, Lord God, to give them a moment when they would invite you to be the Lord of their life. Let this be a transforming moment for them. And may they come to know you as Savior in Jesus name. Amen. Well, I pray that blessed you and helped you today. I want to pray for you today because I believe the truth will set you free. Let me pray for you. Father, let this word they've heard today inspire them to be truthful. The Bible said what was hidden will become to the light. And I pray that in their hearts today, they'd open their hearts to truth. And may you bless them to reach the goals that, that they have for themselves, but also the abundant goals you have for them. In Jesus' name, amen. Go speak the truth in love. My name is Pastor Ricky Temple. I'll see you next time. Bye-bye.